0: Good morning. Today is Tuesday, July 12, 2022. The Torah tells us that the way that we observe Shabbos, to observe Shabbat, the Torah says, Lo sase malacha, Do not do malacha, work. But nowhere does the Torah define what work is. What is included in this term malacha? And On our own, we could certainly think of different understandings of what malachah is, which would lead us to different conclusions about which activities are included in this prohibition. But the Torah gives us no clue, except that the Torah gives us one example. The Torah says, Lo sevaru don't light a fire on Shabbos. That is the only example of what we're not allowed to do on Shabbos that the Torah, that the text of the Torah itself gives us. But even there, the Torah is not explaining what is the understanding of Malacha, of work, that this uh, uh, activity is included in. The Talmud also does not define malacha, but rather the Talmud tells us as part of the Oral Law, Torah Shabal Peh, that lighting a fire, which is written in the Torah itself, in the beginning of the Parshabayakel, that is one of 39 categories of activity which are considered malacha, and from which we desist on Shabbat. So, Again, the Talmud does not tell us what malacha means. It simply tells us that here are the 39 categories of activity that it comprises. More recent scholars, looking at the list of 39 categories of activity, explain conceptually how they fit together and form a meaningful definition of what is work, Malacha, from which we rest on Shabbos. Diane Grunfeld, who was an outstanding Torah scholar in London in the previous century, he and others explain that these 39 categories all express our mastery over the physical world, our ability to overcome nature, to tame nature for our needs. And this is the work that God did for six days in creating the world and from which God rested on Shabbos and we, on a human level, do the same. We rest on Shabbos from our human, of course, much more limited ability to control and overcome nature and the physical world. Thus, we imitate God and we attest that God is the ultimate creator when we rest on Shabbos. And this explanation helps us understand what is included in the prohibitions of Shabbos and what is excluded from that category. So, for example, walking a long distance inside a city is permitted on Shabbos. Even though it may be a burden and an exertion, but it is permitted. It doesn't convey any mastery over nature or the physical world. I'm just moving my body through space. Turning an electric switch, which is virtually Effortless is prohibited on Shabbos because it screams human mastery over nature. The taming and use of electricity to be able to manipulate our environment and our lives and the world around us. But there is one of the 39 one category of the 39 categories that does not fit this model. And that is hotza'a, carrying an object through a public domain, which is one of the 39 categories of prohibited activity on Shabbos. But why in the world should carrying an object in public be prohibited? It doesn't express mastery over nature the object is not changed the fact that i carry it from here to there the location is changed just like my location is changed by walking but nothing is changed to the object nothing is changed to the world so the question arises, and even from the time of the Talmud, the idea that this one category of carrying on Shabbos is somehow different than all of the other categories, this, this distinction was, was known and was clear. And there are several explanations about why carrying should be prohibited on Shabbos, even though it doesn't fit the model of what we understand, malacha to be that applies to the other thirty-eight. There are several explanations. One of them that resonates with me is as follows. The Torah says, shes yamim This is in the Asheres Adibros, the Ten Commandments. "Sheshes yamim Six days you shall work, va'asisa kol malachtecha, and you shall do all of your work. And on the seventh day will be a Shabbos, a day of rest, for God, your God. Resting on Shabbos in a meaningful way requires the feeling that when Shabbos arrives, my workday is complete. The work that I have to do during the six days of the work week is finished. It's done. I have done all of my work. Everything is complete. I finished. And now I'm ready to focus exclusively on resting in imitation of God. Now, practically speaking, when is it true for any of us that we are really done and we've finished everything before shabbat starts there's always something else to do but at least internally we must try to feel as if we have completed all of our work by the time that shabbat starts in order to free ourselves for the goal of Shabbos to properly rest from that work. The reason we move an object, the reason I carry an object from one place to another is because the object is not already where I need it to be. If the object was already where I needed it to be before Shabbos started, I wouldn't need to carry it. And therefore, not carrying on Shabbos, having this category that tells me that I am not supposed to carry an object through a public domain on Shabbos means that I have to make sure before Shabbos starts to place every object where I want it to be again before Shabbos starts. In other words, Not carrying on Shabbos expresses and facilitates the ultimate idea and the feeling that Shabbos is supposed to provide, the content and the significance of our rest on Shabbos. Like God's, after creating the world, that everything is finished. And we now devote ourselves to imitating God. Of course, many of us have a workaround, an eruv, which is an enclosure that allows us by enclosing a certain area in a very specific, detailed manner, it allows this area inside the enclosure, it allows us to carry objects outside on Shabbos that without an Erev would otherwise be prohibited. But an Erev is, however, a victim of its own success because most Jews today live within an Erev, which means that most Jews never, almost never, confront the limitation of not carrying on Shabbos because it is rendered irrelevant by living inside an Eruv. Building a community Eruv has always been controversial throughout Jewish history. The idea that it is a preferable thing to build an Eruv for the entire community, this has been disputed for centuries now the majority opinion, the clear majority opinion and the practice of most Jews throughout all of Jewish history has been to consider building an Erev a mitzvah, something that we should do, something that is positive, something that is helpful, that is without question, the normative uh, mainstream correct halachic opinion. But throughout the centuries, a minority of scholars have objected to this. Some have objected to building a community Eruv for technical reasons that a community Eruv, like ours surrounding Coatsing, Luke, and Hampstead, and Snowden, that an Eruv like that cannot fulfill every stringency of the details of how to construct it. But, it must be uh, clear that those stringencies are not accepted as normative rulings. And therefore, that objection of not meeting every stringency has never been accepted as a normative opinion, but it has been accepted by a minority of scholars over the centuries. Plus, some scholars object to building a community Erev, because people will live their Jewish lives not knowing or needing to follow the rules against carrying on Shabbos. It simply becomes a subject that is not relevant because of the Erev. And they will miss, because of this, the important benefit and the lesson this category teaches us. Yes, of course, that is offset by the tremendous benefit of the convenience and the ease that having an Erev allows and the fact that it removes the prohibition even from those who carry on Shabbos inadvertently. But there is a trade-off because what the prohibition of carrying is supposed to do for us is supposed to teach us. We may be oblivious to that, if we never practice it. Throughout my rabbinic career, I have been heavily involved in building and maintaining the Eruv. Over the years, people have suggested to me that we should have one Shabbos a year where the Eruv is down, it's not operational, so that people at least once a year remember and have the experience of not being allowed to carry on Shabbos. I actually know of one community that, that does that. The problem is, with a large era of like ours, which Shabbos are you going to choose? Whose bar mitzvah or whose bris? or other occasion that depends on being able to carry inside an Erev are you going to interfere with? And so practically speaking, that's a suggestion that I and almost every other community do not follow. This is the season for many of us vacation time when some of us will be in a place over Shabbos without an Eruv. And if that happens to us, we should extend the effort to make sure that we are observing properly and appreciating and especially teaching our children the rules and the purpose of not carrying on Shabbos, because it's one of the few opportunities we will have to do so. The rest of the time, when we are inside an Eruv for Shabbos, we should still remember the purpose and the feeling this is supposed to elicit even if we are technically allowed to carry on Shabbos because of the Erev. And that is when Shabbos arrives, I feel that all my work is done, is complete. All of my weekday concerns can now be set aside to focus solely on Shabbos Hashem Elokecha, resting for God on Shabbos. My friends, I want to wish you a great day, and I look forward to seeing you soon in person.